Community is important to everyone, no matter where you live across the great state of Minnesota. Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union is an engaged and socially responsible cooperative that values the people, businesses, and relationships that exist in their communities. Affinity Plus works hard to give back in a variety of ways, both through financial advice and products, and also through volunteering, sponsorships, and charitable giving. Members know and trust that as a credit union, a local not-for-profit financial cooperative, Affinity Plus has their best interests at heart. Visit Affinity Plus at the Brainerd Lakes branch in Baxter and see for yourself how Affinity Plus is different. Affinity Plus is federally insured by NCUA. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. And our guest today is Chris Christofek. He is the chair of the Scientific Loon Council for the National Loon Center. And Chris, first of all, welcome to Community Focus. Well, thank you. Good morning. Great to have you along. You know, we've been hearing about this uh, in the news, the National Loon Center coming to Cross Lake. So uh, tell us about what's going on right now with the National Loon Center. Uh, it's really it's really going to be a fun project. Uh, it's uh, it's about a sixteen million dollar project that will will be built in the Brainerd Lakes area at the Army Corps of Engineer Campground in Cross Lake. Uh, we hope to start the outdoor portion of the the project this summer. We have a a permitting uh, issue going on right now, and uh, that will get resolved very quickly. Uh, so we hope to start on a one thousand foot boardwalk. Uh, a 1,300 foot uh, shoreline restoration project to bring the the shoreline back to its original natural condition. Oh, we'll we'll install some new uh, mooring stations, uh, uh, five uh, educational kiosks along the boardwalk for people to to be able to observe things that are happening on the water uh, and about loons and and boater safety and on and on. It's uh, it's really going to be quite a thing. That will be about $1.6 million expenditure that will occur this year. Then we hope to start construction of the actual building, a 15,000-square-foot sustainable uh, uh, educational and research facility uh, right there on the Corps of Engineer campground. Hope to start that uh, probably in in 21, uh, maybe early 22. Okay. This sounds really neat. I'm very excited for this. No kidding. I just, I mean, A, I love loons. Who, you got to love the loons. And now we're going to have this resource to learn more about them. I love it. Well, the loons, of course, are the Minnesota State Bird. Yep. Um, uh, then Governor uh, Anderson, back in 1961, uh, signed a proclamation creating that. So it is a, an iconic symbol of our state. Uh, people that uh, have the opportunity to be out on our waters often see loons and the the call of the loon is uh, is really something that that people uh, enjoy and engage in now chris you guys are a nonprofit, and uh, obviously you're still fundraising right we are in a fundraising mode we we have uh, not quite half of the total amount that we need to uh, complete the project uh, already uh, earmarked or in hand so there is a there is a focus right now to help uh, create some funds from the community to help us uh, build this, uh, this this center that will be a, a real boon for the entire region. Uh, it's anticipated that about 200,000 people a year will go through the center. Oh, wow. Uh, so it will be an economic engine not only for the Brainerd Lakes area, but the entire uh, upper northwest region. Uh, 
it, uh, it's going to really be something. It'll be akin to uh, the National Eagle Center that is in uh, Wabasha. Mm-hmm. In fact, they are uh, are kind of our sister. Uh, they have uh, been very helpful to us in helping design our business plan and our financial plans and so on. So not that we're modeling after that, but uh, why reinvent a wheel when the wheel is already there and, and theirs is very good. Yeah, I have, I have not had a chance to tour that. I have toured the National Wolf Center in Ely, and that too is a big tourist draw. So yeah, I would assume the loon would be the same way. Exactly. Yeah. Another thing that we another thing that we have going right now is a live loon camp. Um, it's on a, a lake in the Brainerd Lakes area. A uh, uh, very expensive uh, professional grade video camera is trained on that nest, and we follow the loons around. Uh, Currently, they have been exercising and and getting accustomed to the the artificial nest. I anticipate that in about a week or ten days that that we will have eggs laid in the nest, and then a wow. lot of activity will occur. Uh, mm. That loon cam is also on the the, the uh, nationallooncenter.org's website, so people can log in and watch what's going on in a in an actual live situation with the loons. That's so cool. We always hear about the eagle cams, but we yeah. got the loon cams, too. That's good. The loon cams, too. Yeah, you got <laughs> it. Right. Yeah. So, uh, of course, you're, you're the, what is the specific mission of the Loon Center, then? Well, the, the, the mission of the Loon Center is, is to inspire discovery and spark interest uh, in loons and the ecology and freshwater habitats and so on of, of loons and to, to really... Uh, uh, expand on environmental uh, stewardship. Um, you know, we need to preserve the habitat, uh, not only for loons, but for other wildlife, and in as, uh, as importantly, the, the fresh water. Uh, without fresh water, we all are in trouble, yeah. and, uh, including the loons. So we need, to, we need to preserve that, and there's some things that all of us are doing that could easily be changed to slow down the degradation of, of fresh water. So we are going to promote that. Um, we're going to be a, fr- a family-friendly educational destination and, and hopefully make an impact not only on the local but the regional, state, and the national uh, community regarding loons and fresh water. That's yeah. awesome. I feel a lot of field trips from area schools heading up there in a few <laughs> years, right? <laughs> well, I think that's going to happen. I hope yeah. so. That's yeah. great. You mentioned before, did you say a floating classroom was part of this? We are planning, yeah, we are planning on a floating classroom. Cool. Uh, we, need to, we are in the advanced stages of acquiring a, uh, a rather large pontoon boat that we will retrofit into a, a floating classroom. Uh, we'll take people out onto uh, the lakes uh, in the area, uh, do uh, uh, water clarity readings, uh, water sampling, uh, sample uh, uh the dirt, the, the, the bottom of the lake for invertebrates, and use microscopes and magnifying glasses to, to uh, see all of that. We'll study pH and those kinds of things. Uh, it'll have a, an underwater camera, so we'll be able to see what all is going on underneath the pontoon. Uh, we think it will be a feature of the outdoor portion of the, of the Loon Center. Wow. Neat. Oh, this is exciting. Yeah. Now, are you partnering as far as the research then that goes on with any specific university or organization? Yeah, the University of Minnesota has been a, a super resource for us. Uh, 
the uh, the School of Business uh, has has uh, given us two graduate students who who are working on advanced degrees, and they're creating the actual educational curriculum uh, that we will have in the Loon Center once it's completed. Uh, part of it has already been done. It's excellent, and uh, we hope to see the final part of it uh, probably in the next two or three weeks. We'll have that completed as well, and then we'll start putting together exhibits uh, for the Loon Center uh, after it is opened. Uh, it, it just, you just don't snap your fingers and have all of that stuff happen. Right. Happen. It, it takes uh, takes some creativity and it takes some time to put it all together, but. All of that is in the works. Uh, we're really excited for it. It's going to be really something when it's done. Yeah. But the, yeah, but the University of Minnesota has been great. That's good. And, of course, uh, Chris, we introduced you as the chair of the Scientific Loon Council. Tell us about that council. <laughs> Very interesting. It's a group of people, uh, uh, Ph.D.-level people, uh, scattered from coast to coast. Um, Dr. Walter Piper uh, is the professor of biology at Chapman University in Orange, California. Um, and then on the East Coast, we have Dr. David Evers, who is a, a U of M grad, by the way. He is the founder and the chief research scientist at Biodiversity Institute. Uh, Kevin Kenow uh, is with the United States Geological Survey at the Environmental Learning Center in La Crosse. And then we have some other uh, uh, college and high school biology uh, teachers and professors that, that serve on this advisory board uh, so that the information that we impart about loons is science-based, it's fact-based, uh, and not conjecture. That's really cool. Um, let's do a few facts right now about loons, if you don't mind. Uh, what might surprise us? <laughs> yeah. Um, my understanding is, is uh, the loon, I mean, Minnesota is home to uh, a great amount of loons, isn't it? Minnesota is home to about half of the U the lower 48 states uh, U.S. population of loons. We're wow. very fortunate to have them, um, and that population, by the way, is stable. Uh, it's not growing, uh, but more importantly, it's not declining. Good. Uh, there's a concern in other states uh, very close to us, like in Wisconsin, that there may be a trend of uh, a downward slope on on the number of loons in Wisconsin. But we are fortunate that ours are stable. Okay, when you say we have about half of the loon population in the lower 48, what's the number, approximately? About 12, yeah, about, we have about 12,000 pairs of loons uh, in Minnesota. And the, the, loon, the loon territory in Minnesota ranges just north of the cities if a line were drawn east and west across the state uh, at about Princeton. From, from that area to uh, northern Minnesota up to the border and on into Canada is the, is the range for the common loon uh, that is our state bird. Man. That's crazy. Yeah, that's a lot of birds. That is a lot of birds. Now, now believe it or loon, not. Do loons mate for life? Because I've always thought they did. You all see them kind of in their pairs. And, but do I understand they don't? They Actually, loons do not necessarily mate for life. If there is a nesting failure for a variety of reasons, mm -hmm. uh, that pair will will split up uh, and and then they will mate with uh, uh, with another another successful pair. So as as we're out on the water sometimes in the summertime we will see a, a, a gathering of loons, five, six, eight loons in a in a gathering yeah. and they'll be they'll be ducking their heads into the water. 
that it looks like maybe they are playing, uh, but really that's not play. It's uh, it's uh, usurping uh, authority and oh. and, uh, and attracting that other stronger mate uh, that's going on. And and it's probably all males. The males are the ones that that defend their territory. Sure. And if they're not the physically capable of doing so, they will be. Uh, they will be uh, moved out of that territory. And Shunned a little bit. Move in. Yeah. Shunned a little bit, it sounds like. Okay. Very, very interesting. Um, now, we know, uh, I know birds, uh, some of the parrot species, can live hundreds of years. How long do loons live? Very interesting question. Uh, the oldest known loon is 43 years old. What? Wow. It, it was banded at the Sini National uh, Wildlife Refuge in Michigan. In 1990, uh, and that loon is back again this spring. It has been sighted. It is a male, oh my gosh. Uh, a male loon, uh, and it has come back to that same spot, that same area in the Sini Refuge uh, for, for the last 43 years. So at least 43 years, uh, those loons will survive. It's amazing. It's an amazing number. Now, you've kind of uh, alluded to that one coming back to the same area. I've had that question because we have loons. I live on Gilbert Lake here in the Lakes area, and we have loons every year. Is it the same pairs coming back year after year, more often than not? More often than not, it is the same pair, particularly if they have been successful in in raising chicks. If they laid eggs in the spring uh, and those chicks hatched uh, and fledged and migrated, that pair, the adult pair, will come back to that same natal area uh, wow. year after year. The unfortunate thing is it's very difficult to tell if that's our loon or not unless um, unless there's a uh, a band on the leg. Sure. Uh, and those, 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 we're, we're trying to get a, a federal permit to band some of the loons around here so that we can identify them, but that has not occurred yet. Wow. You mentioned the loon cam. Uh, when this pair that has, uh, if you will, adopted your nest uh, has eggs. How many is a typical uh, uh, number of eggs that are laid? Yeah, typically the loons lay one or two eggs, um, and they're laid uh, about a day apart. Uh, After the second egg is laid, the, the incubation period is 28 days. So you can count on your fingers after that second egg is laid. 28 days, and we should have uh, baby loon chicks. Um, so uh, the loon cam, the loon cam will watch uh, that incubation. Uh, it has the capability of zooming in very, very close, uh, so we'll be able to fill the entire frame uh, with the with the eggs uh, or with the loon. Uh, we've been experimenting with it now. Uh, the loons are coming back, or they are back. And uh, they are visiting the, the artificial nest quite often. Uh, we're able to, to watch it out of window and then manipulate the camera and, and then broadcast it uh, live to the Internet. That's cool. No kidding. That is cool. Now, uh, uh, that's the other question I've always had. When you say they're back, where do they go in the winter? Aha. Very interesting question. We believe that our females migrate uh, in the fall, in the late fall, mm-hmm. uh, to the Gulf of Mexico. The adult males, they migrate to the Atlantic Ocean off of the coast of Florida. Wow. And they remain there during the entire winter season. The juveniles, or the young chicks of the year, 
are the last to leave our northern lakes, and they all fly uh, in the same migration route through uh, Lake Michigan, and then they follow reservoirs and rivers all the way to the Gulf of Mexico, where they stay for three to four years. They do not come ashore. They, they live entirely offshore in the saltwater for three or four years what? before they will migrate back to their natal lake. There's something in their DNA, uh, the little GPS device that's <laughs> in that DNA that says, oh, we need to go back to northern Minnesota. That's because that's uh, where the cool people are. (laughs) They will come back, yeah. That is fascinating. This is so interesting. And especially because uh, you pointed out that the females and males go to separate parts uh, of the ocean, and yet those pairs that typically do stay together somehow find their way back to the same lake and the same nest. Yeah, the reason that 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 is a fact, and the reason that it's factual is some of the the, uh, the people on our scientific wound council, particularly Dr. Piper, uh, who, who does a great deal of research in northern Wisconsin, he has banded hundreds and hundreds of loons, and he and his group of researchers follow these loons uh, on an annual basis, and they become very well acquainted with them, mm-hmm. and they know that they come back. So uh, that's, that's the basis of fact for all of this. So it's a quite interesting science. No doubt. You know, Chris, we could sit here and talk loon facts all day. This is fascinating, but we're going to run out of time. Hey, I want to just uh, point out, because you mentioned the the water quality is so uh, important to survival of the loon. Do I understand that uh, part of your initiative is to partner with the National Freshwater Institute as well? That's correct. It's one of two initiatives with, within the, the National Loon Center, the National Freshwater Institute and then the Scientific Loon Council, two separate uh, entities that are joining together to provide all of this science-based factual information uh, about water and loons. Uh, and, and then there's a third piece of it, is people. So there's the loons, lakes, and people are kind of a triad of, of information that we're all going to pull together uh, and help all of us understand better the, the correct practices for, for water quality, uh, for loon habitat and, and protect the environment all at the same time. Awesome. Yeah. Now, you mentioned National Loon Center is your website, uh, and you mentioned the CAM. There's a link to the Loon CAM there. Is there uh, a, uh, if you will, spot to donate as well to the Loon Center at that website? There is. There's a button on the nationalloonsenter.org site uh, for, for donations or more information about the Loon Center. We'd be more than happy to provide what we can. Uh, right now, it's a, obviously it's a it's an internet thing. Right now, there's no physical building, uh, but that will come in a couple of years, uh, and it will be uh, then an attraction for everybody that uh, that would like to to come see us. All right, so nationalloonsenter.org, we can find it all there, and we can't wait for this to come. No I think kidding. this is awesome. I'm yeah. excited. <laughs> well, good. Well, Chris, thank you so much for being with us today to tell our listeners about the exciting developments that are happening with the National Loon Center. We'll encourage everyone to make a donation because we need to raise the rest of those funds. And in the meantime, uh, Chris, thanks for what you're doing, and uh, we hope to have you back on sometime. Very good. We'd be glad to come back anytime. Thanks, WJJY. Our pleasure. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Take care. You too. Our guest today, Chris Christofek, he is the chair of the Scientific Loon Council for the National Loon Center. And again, go to nationalloonsenter.org.
org. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor. That's today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget our Community Focus programs are available anytime online on our website at 1067wjjy.com, and that's brought to you by Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. You can also listen through our free downloadable app, and that is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.